Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 4, 3-4, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. But what are these false teachings and teachers, and how exactly are they causing people to wander off into myths? Today we're going to go over some modern day false teachings on Everyday Follower. In our modern world that is dominated by high-speed internet and high-speed information, we're able to share the gospel at a pace like never before. We're able to reach people for Jesus like no other time in human history. However, with this reach, we're also in a place where false teachings are able to spread like wildfire through the Christian community. Jesus warns us of believing these heresies, and he gives us this metaphor in Matthew 7:15, which says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Jesus warns us here about teachers that will appear to preach a sound biblical theology, something that sounds nice at surface level and may even make sense, but in reality, the teachings are dangerous, anti-biblical, and their intentions are not to lead the listener to Jesus, but to pull them into a school of thought that is often beneficial to the teacher's cause, whether that be for financial gain or for a false peace of mind. So I'm going to go over two types of false teachings that are pretty widespread today. We're going to look at what the Bible says about them and why they don't line up with the Bible. This first teaching that we're going to look at is an idea called permissive grace. As we read through the Bible, both Old and New Testament, we see this theme of God's love for humanity. And through that love, we are given grace from God for our sinful nature and our salvation. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. It is through God's grace that we are forgiven for committing the injustices of sin. However, many within the church do not live as though they have been set free from sin, but they live as though they are free to sin. This concept is called permissive grace, which basically states, I can do anything I want. I can live a life full of sin because God will forgive the sins when I ask him to. He has to. This is a dangerous misunderstanding of what grace actually is. Paul tells us in Romans 6, Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? This false doctrine of permissive grace is practiced within today's church. The practice of permissive grace seems to almost be encouraged within some circles. The grace given to us means that we are free of sin, not free to sin. Isaiah 59.2 tells us, But your iniquities, that is sins, have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. When we believe that we are able to continue living the life that we had before Jesus, when we continue to lie, when we continue to steal, when we continue to have sex outside of marriage, when we continue to get drunk, when we continue to gossip, we're living under the false truth of permissive grace. Permissive grace is a trap that keeps us stuck in a life of sin separated from God as spoken Isaiah. In reality, grace is something beautiful and life-changing, given to us through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. We should be living as Christians with the understanding that sin is not permissive, and we should be making every effort to put it to death. Our lives should show respect for Christ and the scandalous grace that he has given us. We should not attempt to take advantage of that grace by indulging in a life of sin. Is that what true salvation looks like? It doesn't to me. Permissive grace is a false teaching. 
The second false teaching that I'm going to mention is not recognized just by its name, but it is a very prevalent teaching within the church. It's called the law of attraction. The teaching is on its own a new age belief. But when I define it, I believe you will immediately recognize it and you will recognize the teachers that use it on a regular basis. The law of attraction teaches us that what we visualize in our minds can be manifested into reality. What we imagine to be real will eventually become real. Does it sound familiar yet? How about this one? What we name, we will eventually claim. That one may hit a little close to home. Implementing the law of attraction into our faith is a dangerous risk. Is it wrong to ask God for the things that we want or need? Absolutely not. Jesus himself teaches in John 15, 16, You didn't choose me. I chose you. Appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Now this is actually one of the verses that we base the idea of name and claim on. The issue here, however, is how we approach God with our desires, with our wants, with our needs. And although not everyone who uses this law of attraction-based name-it-and-claim-it theology has this intention, it sounds as though we're forcing God to give us what we want by trapping Him in His own words. I've certainly heard people use this teaching for good purposes. Things that would legitimately further the kingdom of God. I've also heard it used to promote health and wealth. The law of attraction is taught outright sometimes, and sometimes it's taught subliminally. Sometimes it's dressed up in different wordings. Maybe you've heard the phrase, if you sow a seed of wealth, you will harvest a bounty of wealth. At its core, this is simply someone intentionally attempting to materialize something from a spiritual nature into a material reality. And by definition, the manipulation of spirits is witchcraft. And the spirit that is being manipulated through this teaching or attempting to be manipulated through this teaching is the Holy Spirit. Even when it seems like we're doing it for good reason, the Bible never tells us to command the Holy Spirit to do anything. We must approach God not with a heart of self-desire, but as adopted sons and daughters kneeling in humility. This is a posture to take in prayer. This is a posture to take when approaching the throne of God, asking for desires, asking for needs, asking for wants. This name it and claim it theology is the manifestation of new age teaching. That is the law of attraction. And it has no place in true Christianity. I hope you enjoyed this show and I hope you got something from it. If you liked it or if you learned something from it, please share it with others. Please like it. Please subscribe to it. And send me messages about topics that you would like addressed or questions that you'd like me to answer. I'll do my best to answer them and put them in another episode. Y'all be safe out there and have a great day. We'll see you next time.